great, and um, I want to uh, uh, preach to you for the next few moments, talk to you for the next few moments uh, from this subtitle, Launching Out Into the Deep. And Pastor Brandon says so many times that we don't come together so that you can get information, but we come together so for transformation. And that is my prayer today, that the Holy Spirit will transform your heart and your mind. And will you just agree with me that you'll be open to hear whatever the Spirit is saying to you this morning, whatever God's speaking to your heart and to your, to your mind. Um, we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 5. And verse 1 says, One day as Jesus was standing by the lake, of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. And he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boats. I talk to you about launching out into the deep. See, Jesus had just entered into his ministry, and he had become known throughout the uh, the the land, and and so this large gathering took place as he began to teach from the shore, and and as he's teaching, there's these fishermen who are cleaning their nets, and we see that that they were washing their nets and they would they would wash and they would clean their nets they would put fresh water on there and then they would stretch them because if not the salt water would make them brittle and when the time of the harvest come when you would collect a fish their nets would break and so they would clean and stretch and clean and stretch and and this is a picture of of what Jesus does for us he he cleanses us and he stretches us and he cleanses us and he stretches why to prepare us for the future uh, calling that he has on your life. And so we see the crowd, it, it grows so large, it, it's so big that Jesus has to step onto a boat and push away from the shore, creating this natural amplifier. Have you ever been on the water? Maybe you're fishing or just enjoying a boat and, and there's a house on the other side of the lake and you can hear as clear as day what they're saying in the yard. Anybody? Okay, that's all right. I got maybe three head nods. That's cool. Um, but, but Jesus put himself in position so that everyone could hear what he had to say. And oftentimes, we feel like where we are at in our life, the position we are at in our life, we are at a place where Jesus can't speak to us or where God can't speak to us. But Jesus will position himself in a place where you can hear what he has to say, what the Holy Spirit has to, to say. And so Jesus himself positioned himself so that everybody could hear what he had to say. And Jesus knows exactly the location of where you are today. And so after Jesus teaches to the crowd, he says to Peter, he says when, they, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Another translation says, launch out into the deep for a catch. I want you to launch 
out into the deep. Somebody say that with me. Launch out into the deep. So that you can have this great miracle occur. But you see, Peter doesn't want to do this. He says, Master, we've worked all night. We've, we've worked so hard, and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. We've worked, we fished all night. Is there any fishermen here? We had one in the crowd uh, first service, and we've got one now. So I'm going to raise two hands because that's how much I like fishing. And, and if you are a fisherman, you do not want other people to tell you how to fish. Because there's something in the culture of fishing. When you are a fisherman, you are the greatest fisherman. And you know the best lures and the best spots. And I grew up fishing my entire life with my father. And we would be in the boat fishing. And he would be just catching one after the next with a different lure. And he would ask me, he would say, you know what, son? I've got another one of those in my tackle box if you would like to use it. And I would say, no, I don't want to use it. I, what I got is perfectly fine. And I would be stubborn and hard-headed because fishing don't like to be told what to do and where to fish and Peter's here and he's saying look Jesus you know I'm a professional fisherman this is what I do for a living I've done this my entire life you are a preaching carpenter why don't you know if, if you want to make a table that's cool if you want to make a chair if you if you want to heal somebody you can do that but but I we, I fish all night I know this water I know this lake we haven't caught anything you see, sometimes what Jesus instructs us to do doesn't make sense in comparison to what we have always done. Sometimes what Jesus asks us to do makes no sense in comparison of what we have always done. Peter says, I have fished. We worked all night. We, we worked hard. We didn't catch nothing. He says, when they had done so, though, when he was, he said, because you say so, I will let down the nets. When he had let down the nets, when Peter was obedient to his word, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to break. You see, the miracle came because Peter was willing to launch out into the deep water despite his previous experience. You see, miracles come when we are willing to launch out into the deep where Jesus is despite our past, despite what we've experienced before, despite the location of where we are in life. When Jesus comes calling, we obey what he says. And you see... We've just entered into 21 days or just end, ended 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why do we pray and why do we fast? So that we could hear the voice of God, what he has for our life. What is he calling us to? And Jesus is calling Peter. See, the miracle came because Peter was willing to launch out. But going out into the deep water is scary. How many scared of deep water? 
I lived in Florida for seven years, and so we would go to the beach, and I'm pretty cool with water being about here, and around here, I get a little nervous because I think of all the sharks and all of the fish that are as big as from here to the ground and could just come by and eat me in a moment's notice. And then you've got the crazy folks who will go out and they will swim in the ocean where they cannot touch. And there are whales that could come and you will have a Jonah experience and they will swallow you whole and you better pray that the whale will spit you up on the shore like Jonah. And people, there's some crazy people out there there's people that are so crazy you can watch Discovery Channel or, or National Geographic and they get in that plastic bubble the United States Center for Coastal and Ocean Mapping measured the record depth level of the ocean at 36,000 feet people get in that plastic bubble and they go down to where it's pitch black dark and there's things that nobody's ever known about yet that nobody knows I mean there's something I guarantee you there's something down there that could eat the plastic bubble and they're just going to pull up a string and be like, well, what happened? Nobody knows. God bless him. People are crazy. There's creatures down there. The de there, there you, there's things you don't know about. And yet so often Jesus calls us to launch out to the deep because it's there in the deep where we are changed. I want to give you three things today that we have to do in order to launch out into deep. And the first one it's going to blow your mind. It's so revelatory. You ready? And number one, you have to leave the shore. You have to leave the shore. And this sounds like it's the easiest part, but it's actually the most difficult part. Because when we leave the shore, it's uncomfort uncomfortable to our flesh. And we want Jesus to call us to the deep as long as he doesn't want take away our comfort. And, and we as human beings, we love comfort. I love comfort. How many in this room have a Snuggie? Come on. Way more than first service. And I'm not mad at you because I used to make fun of the Snuggie commercial until I got a Snuggie and it was the softest thing I ever felt. And I didn't care what anybody thought. I'm putting my arms in the Snuggie and I'm getting in my spot on the couch because we love comfort. We love to be comfortable. How many of you have a special chair in your home? Come on, man. You've got your chair. You've got your spot that nobody's allowed to get on. I remember being a kid I, when the first time I realized that there's a, such thing as a dad chair and I walked into my friend's house and I was just, you know, whatever, you know, it's all open and there was this nice chair and I sat down in the chair and there was a, <gasps> what are you doing? Don't sit in that chair. That's dad's chair. Get off that chair. I don't have a special chair, but we, we got couches that, that you push the lever and they recline and my spot is wore out. It's, it fits my body when I sit on it. it it's formed to my body. That might be a little gross, but that's, it's, all, it's all good. Because we love comfort. We love comfort. If you go to bed, bath, and beyond, we all know what the bed is. That's, that's the pillows that cost more than my outfit. And, 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 and we know what the bath is. It's all the bath. But what's beyond? I was like, what, what's beyond? I want to know what's beyond. Does anybody want to know what beyond is? What do we do in the beyond? Like, is it going to be something I've never experienced before? I don't know. But you go beyond. You know what beyond is? Beyond is everything that makes your life more comfortable. 
They've got things that you've never thought about that they've created to give you comfort in your life. And I go into the beyond. See, if your wife, men, if your wife says, do you want to go bed, bath, and beyond? The answer is yes. And I'll tell you why. Because they've got chairs there that will massage you. And you can sit there and look like an idiot the whole time while your wife is shopping. And it'll just... And, and you will leave with a free massage. You can't afford the chair. You'll have to refinance your home in order to get the chair. But you will be comfortable. And they've got things in there, you know. They've got, I, I don't even cook, but that copper kettle thing, I mean, I want it. Like, you, I can, you mean I can make biscuits and they won't burn and it'll just come out? And it, it's to make, we love comfort. We love comfort. I love comfort. But comfort and callings rarely go hand in hand. See, you can have calling or you can have comfort, but you can't have both. And if you're going to go out and take hold of the calling that God has for your life, you're not going to be able to stay where you are because God didn't call us to comfort. God called us to purpose. And this is really hard. Ephesians 2 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared in advance in you to do good works for His kingdom. The, your personality, the way you are, the, the, your talents, everything you have, God had prepared that in advance for you to do. Why? So that you can do good works in the kingdom. Do you realize if we would have advertised for today, if we would have put a billboard out on the street and said, guess what? If you come to City Hills today, you're going to get your life's purpose. We would have to knock out every single wall. We'd have people standing in line because everybody wants to know their purpose. Let me tell you your purpose today. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do that God has created you to do good works. What does that mean for you? You say, well, you know, that's a that kind of like a vague thing. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means here at City Hills. We want you to discover your purpose. We want to help you. That's why you go to next steps. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose so you can make a difference. And each and every one of you has a skill and a talent so that you can know your purpose, so that you can make a difference. Maybe that means joining the serve team. And let me tell you, I, I, can we give a hand for our serve team, by the way? They work so hard. I was coming in uh, uh, right before first service, about 8.30 or so, and, and there's guys out in the rain, and they've got, they're soaking wet. And, and one guy that comes a lot to first service named Daniel, and sometimes he's here, he's got two boys. He had his boys out working in the rain, and they were setting up. And you know what they're doing? They're fulfilling their purpose because we can't do this. We can't have all of this if people aren't doing that and if people aren't opening the doors and if people aren't serving your kids over at City Hills Kids. Thank you for Miss KK and that team. If people aren't praying, we got people praying right now. We've got teams that you can join to discover your purpose. Maybe that means joining a small group or, or leading a small group. Look, y'all, we've got small groups for everything under the sun. we got small groups for prayer. we got Bible study small groups. And I know some of you carnal folks are like, well, that sounds a little boring. Cool. Guess what? We've got small groups where we're going to go shoot guns. we got small groups that they're going to go eat Chick-fil-A. You know what Pastor Brandon says? He says, whatever you like to do, 
do that with people. That's a small group. And guess what happens in small group? You get to know one another. Because we're not a church that has small groups. We are a church of small groups. And you get to know one another. And it's not just, you know, coming in and, and going. And, and look, we have three services. I know it's hard. I, I probably have introduced myself to some of you. And you're thinking, look, I was here before you, dude. What do you, like, what do you mean, who am I? Like, I've been here way longer than you. I've been here since day one. But guess what? We get that, you get to know one another in small group. What's, what's Pastor Brandon say? That, that, that life happens in the context of relationship. And guess what? I don't know what it means to launch out into, do, into the deep for you or what God's calling you to do. But you know what I can promise you? Because I've experienced it time and time again. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be comfortable. But when you launch out into the deep, God brings provision. Throughout all of Scripture, we, pe- we see people who chose calling over comfort. We see a guy like Noah who's, who's building an ark, and, and, and people are walking by saying, Noah, wh- what are you doing? I- I'm building a boat. But the problem is, Noah, there's no water around here. And he says, yeah, I know. God's going to send water out of the sky. Uh, you're crazy and it took him a hundred years to build that ark and he's pounding away and his, and his boys are pounding away and do you think that was comfortable for him to trust in God to bring the flood and no it wasn't comfort, comfortable but he had a calling he knew God had called him to do that do we, we see a guy like Abraham who's being called out of his, his hometown and God saying Abraham why don't you come out from your hometown and follow after me to a place where, where I will tell you he doesn't tell Abraham where he's going he says it's going to be a place that I will show you and Abraham has to step out and choose calling over comfort we see Moses who stands up against the very man whose palace he was raised in and he leaves the comfort of the palace for his calling We see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who refuse to bow before the king. And the king says, if you don't bow before me, I'm going to throw you in a fiery furnace. And they say, we will not bow. Do you realize how uncomfortable that would be to stand there? And they said, look, well, our God can save us. But even if he doesn't save us, he's still God. And and Nebuchadnezzar throws him in there. And guess what? God makes a way. We see uh, Paul, who, who persecutes the very people who he then is called to preach to. How uncomfortable would that be if I was here today and I was beating your family just a few weeks ago? None, well, none of y'all would be here. <laughs> and where would any of us be today if Jesus chose comfort over calling? See, we are to live a life of calling, not comfort. We have to leave the shore, but many times we have things that are tying us down to the shore. What's keeping you from launching out? What's tying you down from the shore? What's keeping you from launching out to the the deep? Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It says, let go every weight and sin. See, not everything that's a weight is a sin, but a weight holds us down anyways. What's tying you down to the shore? 
Is there a conviction that God has put in your heart and you say, well, God, you know, that's not necessarily a sin. I don't really read that in the Bible. But if God is convicting your heart, you should obey because that will be a weight that's in your life that could turn into a sin if you are not careful. Notice he says, let us run the race that is set before us. See, notice that we have to run the race that God has set before us. How hard is it to run a race looking backwards? If I was to run full speed and keep this right here, I would run right into this thing and make a fool of myself. And if I was in a real race, I would get out of my lane and I would knock everybody else over and knock myself over in the process because God has set us a race set before us. We can't run away a race looking backwards. There's things that happened in, in 2017, but there's a race that was set before you there's a calling that God has given you that's before you if you would reach out Paul writes to the Philippians he said forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for before me I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus in order to launch out into the deep you might have to cut loose some things that are tying you down there might be some relationships that you've got to cut loose and that's hard. There might be some weights and some things. There might be some, some, some sin that you need to repent of. Whatever it may be, God's calling us to launch out that there is more. Number two, in order to launch out into the deep, you have to be obedient. See, Peter experienced the miraculous because he was obedient to what Jesus was asking him to do. He said, look, we fished all night. We didn't catch nothing. But because you say so, at your word, I will let down the nets. He was willing to leave the shore and he was willing to obey. And because he was willing to do this, he experienced the miraculous. But obedience doesn't come natural to any of us. Right? We are all, the Bible says we're all born in sin. We're all shaped in iniquity. And if you are here today and you think obedience comes natural, then you don't have kids. <laughs> or you never had a puppy, which are kind of the same thing. But my two-year-old Colton, you know, uh, he, he's kind of like his mother where he's very stubborn. Or maybe he's like me. I don't know. But we've been doing these things. I know I'm in trouble. And... <laughs> We've been, we've been trying all these different routes with him. And, and so we, you know, we did the whole timeout chair. And I'll say, I'll say to him, you know what, Colton, you're going to timeout. And he'll say, no, you go to timeout. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm dealing with, see? And, 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 and he has this, he'll furrow that brow, and he'll give you a look that, that is just you don't ever want to see again. <laughs> Obedience doesn't come natural. But if Peter would have disregarded Jesus' instruction, he would have not have seen Jesus for who he is. And it's when we are obedient to his word when we realize who he is. It's when we are obedient to what he says that we realize that he's setting us up for the miraculous, for something we've never experienced before. 
And what appeared to be an inconvenience for Peter was actually a setup for a miracle. See, the nets had already been cleaned and put away. The workday was complete. If he would have said, look, I've cleaned the nets. I've cleaned the boat. I'm tired. We fished all night. I want to go and I want to get Chipotle and then I want to have a nap. Like, that's what I want to do. And and, and that's probably what I want to do today, if I'm going to be honest with you. If Peter would have done that... He would have missed out on more than just a great fishing day. Peter would have missed out on his calling. Because we see in Luke 5 and 8, it said that when he had realized what happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others that were with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, Look at this. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything. And follow Jesus. See, the calling to become a disciple came because he was obedient in the small things. Jesus says in his parable of the talents, he said, he said, because you were obedient in the small things, I will make you ruler over much. And so often we want, we want God to call us out into something greater, but we haven't been obedient into the small thing that God has called us in currently. And this is a great tension. So we have to launch out. We have to obey. And number three, we have to trust Jesus. We have to trust in the one who called us. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart with everything that you are, with all your soul, with all your mind, with everything, with your finances, with your time, with your talent. Trust in the Lord with everything. Why? He says, don't depend on your own understanding. Too often, we depend on our own understanding instead of what Jesus is calling us to do. And it says, seek his will in all you do, and what will happen? He will show you which path to take. Psalm 34 says, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. See, when Jesus asks us to launch out into the deep, we leave the shore. We obey his commands, and we trust in him. See, when you've experienced his provision in the past, you can trust him with your future. When you've seen God do miracles in the past, guess what? God can do miracles again. When you've seen God save people in the past, guess what? God can save again. When you've seen God come through with provision in your finances, guess what? God can do it again. When you've seen God make a way when the, when the night was dark and when the night was cold and the Spirit of God came and, and, and spoke to your heart in that moment, if he's done it before, he can do it it again if he's done it in the past he can do it in the future if he's done it in the past he can do it today if you're here in this place today and you and you say you hear God calling you and you say God you don't understand I'm in a low place I'm in a place of depression I'm in a place where 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 I, I don't even know if, if, if I want to be called out into the deep 
trust one more time. Trust him again. Hear his voice one more time. God's called me out of my comfort zone so many times. I remember being 19 years old and God calling me to preach. And I've never preached a day before in my life. And I would get the mic and my hand would physically shake. And I would sit there and I would try to preach. But all I could think about was my hand shaking. And I would say, man, I wish my hand would stop shaking because everybody could see what's going on right now. And then I would forget the words that I was supposed to say. And there would be that awkward silence. And I would be sweating. And it would be awkward. The first time anybody ever asked me to preach, I was asked to come back to my youth group and preach to my youth group. Now, seriously. You know, the Bible says a prophet doesn't have honor in his hometown, and that's very true. And I'd say, God, I don't ever want to do that again. But if you've called me to it and the door's open, I will walk through it. And the doors kept opening, and I couldn't quite understand it, and they would keep opening, and they would keep opening. See, Paul says to the Philippians, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If God has asked you to do it, then he will provide a way. If God has asked you to do it, if if it's his will, then guess what? It's his bill. I studied hard for that. See, Peter experienced a lot of water miracles with Jesus. He experienced this miraculous catch of fish that we read about. He experienced turning water into wine. He experienced one time they didn't have money for, I believe it was for their taxes or or something. And Jesus said, go out and get this fish and and there'll be a coin and you can pay your taxes. Anybody want that to happen this year? A couple months. It's coming up. But probably the greatest miracle, the water miracle that took place is in Matthew chapter 14. The disciples are in a boat when a storm rises up. Storms of life can just rise up, can't they? Out of nowhere. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. We're talking about grown men who have lived on the water their entire lives, who have fished, who have, have been on boats, and they are afraid for their life. And so this is a bad storm. The water and the wind is so bad that when Jesus is walking by, they don't recognize him because their, their, their vision is obstructed. There, there's waves, and, and, and there's a man that's up, and now he's down. And where did he go? I, I can't. What's going on? It must be a ghost. And it says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. If I can tell you something at the 1015 service, don't be afraid. Take courage. Jesus is here. Jesus is going to provide and make a way. And I love this. Peter called to him. 
He said, Lord, if this is really you, tell me to come out walking on the water. Can I change it a little bit? Lord, if it's really you, will you ask me to come and launch out into the deep where you are? Notice when Peter first meets Jesus, Jesus is asking Peter to launch out into the deep, into the water. And now we see Peter who's asking Jesus, if it's you that's out on the water, that's exactly where I want to be. If the waves are large, I don't care because that's where you are. If the wind is strong, I don't care because that's where Jesus is. I don't care what any of my friends think in the boat. I don't care what anybody has to say. If you are calling me, that's where I want to go. If you are calling me, then I want to step out. And I'm telling somebody this morning that Jesus is calling. That Jesus is saying, there is more in 2018. There is more for your family. There's provision that he can provide. There is more when we step out. And it says, Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on water. Peter's the only man before and after to walk on water who wasn't Jesus, which doesn't count because he was God. So that doesn't even count. Where's Jesus calling you today? What's Jesus asking you to do today? Pastor Brandon's been ending his services uh, past few times. He said, I want everybody, he said, I want everybody to close their eyes and I want you to ask this question. Holy Spirit, whatever you would have for me to do, then, then that's what I then, then that's what I want to do. And can I be honest with you? A few times I've been in the crowd and I've said, no, I don't want I don't want to ask that question. I've asked that question too many times and it's, it's scary because I gotta, I gotta launch out and, and I've gotta do things that, that is uncomfortable for me and, and I just wanna be comfortable. I just wanna sit on my chair and I wanna just relax. But guess what? He didn't call us for comfort. He called us for purpose. There's a purpose for everyone in this place. I promise if you would launch out, I don't know what that means. Maybe it's your first time here and you feel something. You say, I don't even know what that is. That's the Holy Spirit touching your heart and calling you to repentance saying, hey, come to me because my burden is light. And, and, and I will I can give you rest why don't you come and let me give you rest and, and, and I don't know what it means for you but, but maybe maybe you've never been baptized and you see when we announce we're going to have baptism you say I don't really know what all that's about well guess what we got a team that can tell you what that's about and you can be you can be baptized I don't and, and maybe that you say that seems uncomfortable to me that's okay because Jesus didn't call us for comfort can we all stand together in this place? Can you ask that question? Jesus, whatever it is that you're calling me to do, Lord, you prepared in me in advance to do a good work. You've already prepared for me in advance to do it. And I pray that you would give me the courage 
And I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would empower me to step out of the boat, that I would launch out into the deep because there's more. There's more for your family. There's more for you. That there's more in Jesus. That we are made new creations in Him. That you can be redeemed today. That you can be restored today. That you can be made new today. As they begin to worship. If you want to come up and be prayed for. We're going to have our serve team come up. And you can be prayed for. And just launch out today. Maybe it's not comfortable for you to step out. But maybe that's what you need to do today. And ask God, hey, I've seen you move. And you're going to do it again. I need a miracle. And you can do it again. I need provision. And you can do it again. Hey, if you need salvation in this place.